This is the MLW Radio Network. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind of the Meanie is now powered by the MLW Radio Network. Myself and Josh Chernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with front row material. Absolutely. Front row material. We've got Mike Freeland. We've got Mikey Whipwreck. And we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that. I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into Mind and the Meanie. Please keep supporting Front Row Material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. When Wednesdays are just not enough. Front Row Material presents The False Finish. Welcome in, Mikey Whipwreck, and your host, Mike Freeland. What the fuck? What are you laying down now? Yeah, I'm in bed right now. I'm fucking tired. The gobby's gone downhill. You know what's bad <laughs> when the host is laying down taking a nap? Wait a minute, I thought you said you're taking pills. That, that sounds like a candy wrapper. Yeah, pill pack. They come to me uh, pre-sorted. Pill, pill pack. Dated, Holy. Dated AM and PM. I don't believe this shit. That sounds like a fucking Reese cup. Hold on, I can turn the air conditioning off. Can you hear? Can you? Can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear I you. My, I can hear I you. I have my air conditioning set to Beefkeeper. That's fabulous, right there. So you you have the AC on right now? I just turned it off. Oh, I have mine off right now too. I mean, I swear you could uh, you could grease a cookie sheet on my left tit. It's so hot in here. Fuck. Well, why? First of all, it's 81 degrees inside this room right now. 81 degrees. Well, Christ, bread could proof in here. First of all. Yeah. Why are you laying in bed? Why are you well, relegated to the bedroom? This is like Jerry now. I'm in pain. I am in physical pain. From what? I. I well, it's been a long day. I well, don't want to. I don't want to drop all this on you. You know, you don't want to be that kind of person that you know, when you someone calls and they say, hey, how you doing? And you're like, oh, my day today. I don't want to be that guy unless you well, want me. Well, to be. well, we're on a podcast and to make it seem like I'm not a complete dick, I have to act concerned. <laughs> so you might as well tell me now. All right. That's fine. That makes sense. So today my wife and I painted our living room. You heard from painting your living room? Hold on. Hold on. Tennis elbow. Stop it. My hips, my back. Your hip? What? Everything what hurts. What were you doing? I was, I, I was, I was handling the floorboards while she was uh, doing the rolling, and that was enough for me. I tell you what, I can't do the floorboards. That's too much. So anyway, we painted the living room, and uh, it's about a 15 by 15 living room. It's a decent size, I guess. So uh, then afterwards, the uh, the wonderful other half of mine decides she wants to go to Lowe's. So we go to Lowe's. After we're done painting this living room. I really feel like I'm talking to Jerry. You hang around with Jerry long enough, it starts to rub off on you. We went to Lowe's, and she says, hey, you know, we we want to do a little more landscaping, especially oh, in the back. Oh, here we go. Let me tell you, first of all. Yeah? Never, ever, ever, ever go to Lowe's with your significant other. 
you're going to end up taking it deep. Oh, I already feel like I did. I already feel like Viscera just gave me prison love today. I swear, I could I could feel it in my stomach. Uh-huh. So we go to Lowe's, right? So we're there. So she says, hey, I know you're trying to grow grass in the backyard. I said, I am. She said, you ever think about giving it one more treatment? I said, well, you know, what the hell? So she says, well, give it one more treatment. But she said, I read online. Oh, no. That you never, need to put. Never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever let your significant other go online. Well, it's 2020, man. Everything's online nowadays. Everything. So she went online and she said she was doing some research for this whole grass project I'm working on. She says, you know, what you should do is you should get this uh, this hay. It's not really hay. It's like uh, it's like carpeting. It's like rolled up in a in a big uh, tube, and you 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 cut it, and it's supposed that's to like called, you're supposed to. That's called sod. You're breaking up like crazy. It's terrible, to be honest. I don't know if it's you or me. You're in a different locale today, so I'm going to blame you. I I typically do it from the bedroom. Am you I breaking what? up now? Yes. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can move my body. No promises. Oh, God. Is this any better? I don't know, you just started. What do you mean I just started? It's it's not a process, I just moved. All you did, all you did was sit up. That's enough. Is the connection better? I, I guess right now. Oh, God. Oh, something just I'll popped. Uh, oh, that's not good. That didn't feel right. Oh, don't sit like that. Oh, my God, I'm getting flashbacks of Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Naked with the belt on. Are you wearing? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! People, you have no idea what I was just seeing, and I like to keep it that way. <laughs> I got my. Uh, you got jammers. You got to catch this fucking outfit Freeland's wearing. Everybody, he's wearing long flannel fucking the Grinch stole Christmas pajama pants. He's wearing a, a NASA shirt with the fucking space shuttle. He's playing with his titties. <laughs> and you're telling me it's hot in the room. No fucking shit, it's hot. Look what you're wearing. Well, this is my nighttime attire. You look, you look like you're ready to go to Walmart. <laughs> we haven't turned the air on since last Friday. Because we're trying to, you know. What the hell's wrong with you? Save some money. Tell Mike DeWine you're going on a fucking budget plan and crank that fucker. I'll tell you what, we're in a, we're in a pandemic, man. Yeah, turn the air on. Speaking of a pandemic, let me get back to the rest of my day. So we go to Lowe's. Still breaking and up. And is this a little bit better? No, you, you're, I'm telling you, you're dropping. Jesus fucking Christ. Is this any better? You moved six inches. What kind of fucking better <laughs> thing are you going to get doing that? <laughs> okay, that's enough. Folks, this has been uh, the false finish. Christ. So is that a little bit better? Is this a little bit better? I don't know. I'm still trying to get that visual out of my, my head that I just saw. It is 82 degrees in the... Oh. Look what you're fucking wearing! Fuck me in the ass. That looks like what you're ready to do, the way you're sitting there. Pull your legs up in the air. Oh my god, dude. It is hot as hell. Well, why don't you go into the living room where you normally are? Well, I can't because the living room is all, you know, it's all getting painted. So everything's been moved into the kitchen, into the hallway. So I can't leave. I think I have to pee in a cup in here. I don't think I can make it to the bathroom. 
and God forbid I have to do number two, it's over. Do you have an empty paint can? Hold on a second. I'm going to move. Oh, that was too far. Now you're on the floor. I'm on the floor now. Folks, he's moved around about 13 times. He's moved a grand total about three feet. Hey, you know what? I'm a team player. I'm going to do whatever it takes for the show. Whatever's best for the audience. Um, yeah, so we go to Lowe's. Okay, you so we go to Lowe's. what's best for the audience. We should just hang <laughs> Okay, so you, went, all right, so you went to Lowe's. So we go to Lowe's, and, and she says that, you know, we want to do some more landscaping in the backyard. So she says we, we need to look for some edging. You know this uh, – this... you're talking about the carpet they rolled up. Oh, yeah, the grass thing first. Let me get to that first. So anyway, I'm trying to always plant ha- this – always have to talk about grass before edging. Unless you're painting. Then you have to talk about edging first. Right. So I get this grass seed, right? So the grass seed is fine. It's this It's this Scott's all-in-one. It's nice. It's got all the fertilizer and everything built into it. But here's the problem. Birds will eat it. Unless you put down this mesh netting, okay? You look very you angry. Birds? This is what birds see. I'm not angry. No, well, I'm, they're angry. I'm quite, I'm quite fucking chipper. Okay, well, that's good. Well, that's You got your twisted tea? Let me show you what I got. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. I after couldn't that, get... After that pose you had before, it's just Mike's Hard. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this mesh fucking nazi netting that's uh in my backyard right now and i don't know if this is going to do any good or it's just a complete waste of fucking time have you ever done the mesh netting so birds don't eat the seeds have you done that no have you seen people who have done it before they've laid it that like it's it's like straw but it's got this mesh netting in it no i've seen the straw but i've not seen this mesh netting okay so i i, I put that all this down of. So I get that. I get the grass seed. Then she wants to go ahead and get some bricks. Now, mind you, we've already gotten 100 patio pavers before. Yeah. And I unloaded those. Now we just got 50 bricks because she wants to do some edging. And then 10 bags of mulch, 10 bags of topsoil because we have to level out a dip in the backyard. I got nothing left. Nothing. Somebody could come in here and want to rob me. Whatever. Take whatever you want. I don't get it. Now, you're you're renting this property, right? We are renting. This is correct. We have already talked to the landlords, and they are all for if we want to make some improvements. Like, the backyard didn't look good at all when we got here. So I made it a personal agenda of mine to make this thing look nice. Because, I mean, you have your family and friends coming over. You want it to look nice, right? You want to take no, pride in no, your property. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want them coming over, which is why you have things looking like shit. That deters them from coming, right? That That's correct. When when we start renting and we buy our house next year, mm-hmm. I'm having the dog shit all over the fucking place. <laughs> I'm never cleaning it up. Wow. I'm going to have shit on the fucking front stoop. Oh, my God. So do your do your in laws stop by very often? No. No? They know better. <laughs> do your parents stop by every once in a while? Nope, they know better too. Oh my god. Wow. You, answered the, you answered the door naked enough time to get the hint. Not bad. That's only for the Jehovah's, actually. <laughs> the Jehovah Witnesses. They, they, they come knocking. <laughs> what is that what is exactly a Jehovah Witness? What is that? 
What have the other people that knock on the door tell you you're going to hell? Okay. No, yeah. I've never been told that for the last thirty years. So mm. nothing new here. Move along. I feel, I feel like I'm already there. You mean on this show, or you mean in life in general, or both? Oh, th- this this so, this show just enhances <laughs> it. <laughs> oh goddamn! I'm t- I am so tired. Like I am so fucking tired. I don't think if I've ever been this tired before in my life. Never been this tired. Painting is excruciating. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. I can't do it. Just two men in a two. Just two men in, in the truck have <laughs> have what? a painting service. This is about my fifth in since last twenty minutes. Just two men in a truck have a painting service because I like the way they move. I don't know. So anyway, long day. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm beat. I'm beat to shit. What's this? What the hell is this? So, so, so we have a guest, everybody. What the oh, hell okay. is this? <laughs> Welcome to the program, Jerry Lynn. What is this? The false finish? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I mean, I'm the guest. Yeah. Wow. Jerry. Jerry. Yes. I'm talking to Freeland. He calls yeah. me up. He's laying in bed. Mm-hmm. He's stealing your gimmick. All right, that's gimmick infringement. <laughs> like Wally Carbo used to say, there's going to be fights and suspensions. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, got to stand up for a second. So, Jerry, yes. is, is, your, is your screen on? Um, I, let me put it on. Look at Freeland. You gotta get a, you gotta check this out. This is oh, this is nice. This is, I have to do my ID, I guess. There we go. Oh my God! <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mikey. I can't unsee that. Oh, Hold on. Jeez. Oh, oh my God! Stop it. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Stop. Look, look. Oh my God. Yes. Look, you got to you got to zoom out. Look. How do you zoom out? He he's got to zoom out. Oh, <sighs> I, I think I, oh, that was disturbing. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> is this some Brazilian farm porn? What is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. What do you watch for entertainment? That was oh. disturbing. Did you just join the call or were you on it for the whole time? No, oh, I, I just joined. He just called me. Oh, nice. Oh, God. I am exhausted. I am exhausted. Jerry, I was telling Mikey that we painted our living room today, and I can't oh. do that anymore. Painting, that'll fuck you up. It sucks. It does. It's terrible. And He's telling you me first, how sore he is. Well, you got to take all the outlet covers off, and then you got to tape all the trim off. It's just very tedious work, and you can't rush it. If you rush it, you'll start getting paint splatter everywhere, and it's just terrible. It's it's not good. It's not good. It's not. And then we went to uh, then we went to the the Lowe's today and we got bricks. Oh, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, we got to do some more landscaping. I don't want to know what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after we get done recording, I think I'm going to watch that uh, Netflix 365. Do you guys hear about that? No. What is it? it, it, It's supposed to make Fifty Shades of Grey look like it's. uh, Oh, no. Playing above the clothes. I mean, it's supposed to be pretty intense. Well, I'm uh, glad th- I won't be watching it with you. <laughs> that shirt is all shades ne- of gray. Ne- 
<laughs> now Jerry sees me in this in this way full body. He's like, you should be concerned. You should be very concerned. Aren't you concerned? Oh God. Not for anything. I'm so, concerned, and for me to be concerned is a problem. <laughs> I feel like. I can't even do it now. My sinuses are all messed up. Why, do you have some milk? No. I, if milk you from your titty. Our back tree line is so full of flowering stuff that releases so much pollen into the air. Roll that shit and smoke it. I know. I need to. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Jerry, I'm so sorry for calling. Oh. I can fit uh, I can fit a roll of quarters in there, Jer. Oh, I bet you can. I owe you a receipt, Mikey. Yeah, I, look. That was that was oh that was just uncalled for. I'm. Uh, mhm. So I'm, we're. I'm really, uh, I'm really feeling bad right now. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so Jerry's in bed. I'm in bed. Mikey's. I don't know. You should you should be in bed. We should all be in bed together. Separately. No, I'm not going anywhere. If there's anything that has just convinced me 100%, I'm never sharing a hotel room with you. This is it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm a good time. I am a good time. Mm, I'm sure. Oh, man. Hold on. I got to I gotta get this thing readjusted here. Oh, my Hold God. Now he's got his hand out of his pants. Oh, no. 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 We're good. It froze. Yeah, thank God. Jerry, he's been fucking brutal. He's been... <laughs> I can see that. Oh, oh, my. That is... That is... Uh, I was already mentally and emotionally exhausted. Well, you're welcome. I just had to figure out do you completely in. Because guess what happened? What? Our big dog went into the extra bedroom. And we I, we didn't know. Because she one minute she was laying on the couch... And the next minute, Pam says, what's that noise? I go to the extra bedroom, and she comes trotting out with one of the guinea pigs in her mouth. Oh, and my blood God. On the floor. She dropped it. When I yelled at her, she dropped it, picked her up. She had one eye missing. Blood was on the floor. And I wrapped her in a towel and took her to the vet. I figured, I don't know, I, you know, I, I was going assuming I'd have to put her down. But probably about a minute before I got there, she died in my arms so, oh shit yeah it was terrible annabelle's all tore up so i went home and we had a funeral for it in the backyard so now we've got our first grave back there for our pet cemetery so, this is the last time i called call you to be on a show i know i'm a buzzkill oh my right. jerry have you ever laid down this uh this um it's like straw but it's got the mesh netting in it when you're trying to grow grass you know what i'm talking about oh Come- yeah Comes in a big roll. No, I haven't done that, no. Yeah, I did that tonight. I, I think oh. a Nazi company must have put that thing together because I swear to God, just trying to get the package open was a bitch and a half. I cut myself. And it was a roll? Yeah, it was a big roll, and, the, and it says on the direction, it says, roll it out like carpet. Well, I've never rolled carpet, so I don't know. Well, you know what they mean. You just unroll it. Lay it on the ground and unroll it. And I did. Didn't work. Did not work whatsoever. I oh. cut myself. Yeah. How'd you cut your? Ah, it's that. That's uh, that mesh netting. It's plastic. It cuts through your hands. It's that damn mesh netting. It is. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. then yesterday I cut myself with uh, one of those one of those push apple cutters. You know what I'm talking about? Please, you should stay away from sharp objects. Yeah. A push apple cutter? A push apple cutter. Have you ever had one of those, Mikey? I know you're an orange guy, but you should try one. So you know what I'm talking about, Jerry, don't you? Yes. The, the push apple cutter. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. does that mean, a push it's, apple cutter? You, you put it on top of it, and you just push it down. You hold it on both sides. Oh, 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 okay. And the How core do you cut goes yourself on one of those. Well, it's an interesting story. <laughs> so it was washed. You're fucked up, Freeland. I'm telling you. It was. It was, and I bled like a stuck pig. I swear. It. Well, um, near, we have a pineapple one too. So don't you go near those. Those are really sharp. Oh Christ! I'm not gonna get near it. I. So it was. Thumb. It was washed, right? <laughs> and I had to. <laughs> And I had to uh, to put it away, and we have a. Dr- <laughs> Sorry. We have a drawer that those things go into, right? Those little, you know, gadgets we call yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to fit it into the drawer, and I pushed, and I pushed too hard, and my hand, my hand went right into the the push apple cutter, and it, uh, it sliced my finger pretty hard. I'm exhausted. I am fucking exhausted. I've never. <laughs> what in the hell are you doing? It's a coordination test. So anyway, off of off of me here for a second. What else is going on with you? Mike? Spell spell most. What? Spell most. Spell most. Yeah. Spell it. M O S T. Spell host. What host? Host. H O S T. Spell boast. 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 B-O- boast like I'm boasting. B O A S T. Spell roast. R O A S T. What do you put in a toaster? What do you put in a toaster? Yeah. Bread. Oh, oh. feeling you fucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're killing his stick. You're killing. Uh, you're killing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Either one of you guys tried this thing called Lanacane? Or Land Atlanta, Land something or other. It goes in your feet. Land of Lakes. Lana no, Kane. that's is it. Is there a Lidocaine? Yeah, that's Lidocaine. Lidocaine. Yeah, but that's for pain. This oh, yeah. Lam- Lamacil, I think, is what it's called. Is that for uh, yeast? I th- athlete's foot. I, I don't know. What do you mean yeast? What the hell are you getting out with the yeast for? You think I have a yeast infection of the feet? Vagisil. Summer's Eve. You believe this son of a gun? Drink your fucking tea. My feet itch like a bastard. It's just Uh-oh. oh my god. You got an athlete's foot? I don't know. Probably. That's, I don't. I don't play any sports. It don't matter. That's no. obvious. If you. If, <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> More than your feet are burning now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's it. Put that tongue to work. You know, but my feet, they, they, do you have any, uh, treatments for that? You have any home remedies? Tough actin, tenactin. Might have to get some of that. Yeah. How do you pick up athlete's feet? Being really moist for a long period of time. <laughs> wait, wait, is that the, uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean? 
What do you mean being moist for a long well, period my, of time? You said you've been out doing yard work. Yeah, so I, I have been. And so you probably had your shoes on for hours on end. And, and I did, and, and it was raining, yeah, and I, I did yeah, perspire. So your, yeah, so your feet okay. from being wet for so long. That makes them itchy? And when you're standing on that heavy weight and you compress the bottoms of your feet. Son of a bitch, you better keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cruel, cruel person. Good God. Oh. And the compression, damn! Don't even get me started with that shit. With the gravitational force. Hey, hey, hey! You're lucky Mr. it wasn't Concerned. a full moon. <laughs> shit! Oh my god, Jeremy Lin! Jeremy Lin, uncut. Oh my god. Sorry. Well, I do have. I, I do have. We need. To, we need to get Jerry on after a family tragedy more often. <laughs> we do. This is intense. Oh. Oh. No, not your, not your. Never mind. <laughs> He's intense. I was gonna say no, not your shirt. <laughs> oh my god. I can say it because I'm fat myself. Tent. I thought it was a life raft. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Freeland, oh, Freeland, yes, yes. welcome to the pro wrestling business. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, goddamn. <laughs> oh shit, we're going old school right here. Oh my god. So I have, I have something else I'd like to ask both of you about. It's a, uh, I guess. Listen, it's, if it's another sort of physical ailment. Well, it's kind of like a physical ailment, but it, it's kind of like, um. It's kind of like the feet thing, right? So, so Jerry, would you say in general, not when you're wrestling, but in general? I think, right? I think you missed some spots when you were sitting in the lawn. God damn it. You Top know, looking a bit thin. I was all for this video shit, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck that now. Uh, would you say that you're a heavy sweater in general? A heavy sweater? I am. You, your sweater's heavy. Your <laughs> sweater's heavy. <laughs> A lot of wool. <laughs> oh my god! Talk about my man titties. I, you get some beef cutlets right there. Look at you. I tell you what. What are you talking Kansas about? City you, can't, you can't see. Oh, anything. I can see him. I can see him through your shirt. Look at that. What are you talking about? I see. Uh, it's fairly okay. flat. It's fairly uh, flat. Fairly flat. Jerry, are you a heavy sweater? No, no. You're not allowed to participate in the whole titty thing anymore. After you showed me those nipples, I swear to God. What are you talking about? You showed me that that John F. Kennedy silver dollar more than one occasion. Listen, okay. are you a heavy sweater? Yes. Okay. I was so great sweat glands. I sweat when I eat. I sweat when I think about eating. <laughs> Something we all have in common. Oh, chicken parm. <laughs> so you sweat a lot. Okay. So my sister was telling me. So I guess on my dad's side of the family, we get the we get certain genetics from from his side, which is like uh, gout, a lot of fur, like a lot of hair, a lot of body hair. Mm-hmm. But sweating's the big thing, okay? So she told me that there's these products out there that are they're like um, they're like the, they're like the they're like a paper towel, but they have some type of medication involved. 
Yes. And you you wipe it on your body, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to to, to help you sweating <laughs> so hard. God damn it! Would you let me get through this fucking story? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so have you heard about these things, Jerry? <laughs> they're like they're like they're like they're like sweat rags. Have you heard of this thing? No. They come in packs. No. Like Windex. No, I've just okay. used antiperspirant okay. deodorant. Okay, so you use deodorant. Do you sweat down your back? Do you get the Do you get the trail that goes down? Oh yeah, when I'm out doing yard work and stuff, yeah. Okay, so you get the sweat trail that goes down your back. Same question for you. Why, well, Mike? Do you get the sweat trail going down your back because I'm leading to something here. Do you get? That? No, not not really. I sweat. I'm not a big I'm not a big sweater. My legs. Well, it depends okay. how hot it is outside. So do either one of you guys get? Sorry. Do you, you know you can cough on camera. You're not offending any of us. Well, I'm trying. I was trying to hold the phone far away. I don't I have cough, a cough button. He coughed so hard the camera moved. It did. <laughs> so Mikey doesn't sweat. Jerry sweats. I sweat a lot. And the 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 body here things a, a big issue with us as well. So, um, do you ever get like um. I don't even know if there's a, a right way to say this, but do you ever get like oh, swamp ass? Oh, gross. Do you ever get it? Don't act like a prude. We all get it. We all get the, 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 Why the are little you trickle. You just told me I get it. Well, do you get it? Well, where sweat runs down your butt crack? Correct. Well, yeah, everyone gets that. Okay, good. So that makes me feel natural here. So here's what's going to happen. Let's pick up the story at Lowe's. I have been doing so much work today <laughs> that okay. the sweat stream going down my back into my butt chafed my cheeks, and I've got like a diaper. Yeah, dude. Oh, no. Oh, it well, gets better. Jerry, the story gets better. Be prepared. No. <clears throat> put, put your headphones in. Don't use talcum powder or something. For uh, 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 oh. Put your headphones in and shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door! It's not like we're giving the social security numbers out. This oh, is God. worse than that. All right, go ahead. So anyway, so anyway, so the the chapped ass. We can all agree that that happens to everybody, correct? The chapped ass. No. You ever get the chapped cheeks? I haven't gotten that. No. Okay. No. Keep going. So anyway, it was it was raw. I'm telling you what, it was just bad. Be prepared. Oh, no. So I I peel off my jeans. I peel them off, and and it is just man, it's right. a certain shade of red that you couldn't even imagine. What? Oh yeah, the cheeks, and it was it was it, okay. So where the redness was, it was like so you have the cheeks, and it's like right in the inner edge, oh, no. right in the right inner on edge. The bung? <laughs> no, it wasn't in the hole. It was oh, right it was pretty, on the edge. I didn't say in the hole. Living my wonderful on the edge. <laughs> my beautiful, wonderful wife. Uh, I had to do the face down ass up. She, uh, we, we did a little gold bond action, and we, we, we got everything taken care of. Well, you know what then? You know what that means? That means she's a keeper. No, she is. She yeah. is. I mean, I tell you what. She stared right inside that that hole, and she took care of business for me, and I appreciate that. That's love. I don't think she want you to describe it like that. (laughs) But I will say this. If uh, if Gold Bond is listening, quality product. If you have such a hairy ass, how do you wipe properly? Well, you really can't. 
it gets it gets attached to the the ends, and it's oh. it's yeah. He's got some fucking dingleberries. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. it does. Okay, that's oh, it's like a decorated Christmas tree down there. <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> and that's just the back end of it. You should hear what happens in the front. Oh no. But anyway, gold. Bond, I haven't had enough to drink. They're the doing. point of the story is Gold Bond is a great product. Okay. I don't know if either one of you use it. Have you ever used Gold Bond? I haven't needed it. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, thanks. Thanks for making you, me feel so. Sponsor? I would love to if Gold Bond hears us. Love to. Uh, if they hear this, there's no way. <laughs> yes, Pam's going to bed, so I have to shorten this call. Oh, I understand. Well, I'm glad you came on. It's good yeah. to see you. All right. Well, I got to get going here. Well, get some All rest, right. Jerry, and right. uh, and do your thing. Good, good. Glad you stopped by and chatted with us for a few minutes. Well, thanks for calling. Absolutely. Sorry about your guinea pig. Talk to All you right. Guys. We'll Bye. see you. Speaking of wrestling, Abaddon's you... my new favorite. Abaddon. Oh, my God. Awesome. That was some scary so, shit. So different. It was great. It was. Love it. Love it. Man, you, you need to have people like that. So if you guys are not 100% sure what we're talking about. So Wednesday night on AEW, they had uh, – it wasn't the debut of Abaddon, right? No, It I was the Dynamite was, debut. Yeah, I think she was on a dark episode before. But uh, this woman wrestler named Abaddon? Yep. Wow. You got to check her out, you guys. This – the presentation of this character, she's all in. She yes. is all in, and I tell you what, Mikey, I'm, you can probably appreciate that. She eats, sleeps, and breathes that, and she's very good in the ring, so mm-hmm. I hope we see more of her. Me too. Something different. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of beautiful women who are in wrestling nowadays, and not to say Abedine is not when she's out of character, but I'm just saying, don't you ever get to the point where it's like, okay, another pretty face, another pretty face. You know? well, I'm like that with the guys, too. That's true. There was a stretch for a while. There was, they were all the same. Right. But yeah, this yeah. is completely – it's not even like a, a subtle different, completely different. That's why I like uh, Asuka so much. She's Asuka. very good. Asuka, yeah. Asuka, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep I – keep, uh, I teamed with her in Japan a couple times. Really? When she was Kana. Yeah, we did a couple six-bands. Six-man, nice. six-person. We did uh, Kana, myself, and Tajiri. Nice. And we had one good one. Who did we have against? It was, uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Crap, I can't remember his name. Would you recommend people, if they are become a free agent and they're kind of, I don't want to say, not finding success immediately in the United States, to explore Japan? You can, but now, but now in the States, I mean, you can get over and make a living in the States working the indies. Yeah, you know, you, you don't have to sign to a big company to be successful right. and make a fairly decent living, you know, and especially with the amount of work out there and, and social media the way it is. You can certainly get yourself over and get enough recognition if you're if you're that good and you stand out. I, two well, people that stand two people stand out to me right away. Well, three people. One you don't know, but RG City. Did you look him I, up? And I. I feel you know I did look him up and I okay. feel bad. I don't want to seem like I'm offensive. I'm just not familiar. So. No, but you're not you're not going to know everybody. I mean I bust your balls right. about it, but you know you're not going to know everybody. But three guys right. who get who getting themselves over just by being online and just being creative 
in social okay. media. It's RJ City, uh, Warhorse, okay, and Danhausen. I'm gonna have to study up on Danhausen. Three guys that have used social media to get themselves over. Nice. You know, they're all very good in the ring. You know, and just the, the way they're portraying their characters is just awesome because they're not letting it up. Like RJ, Warhorse, and Danhausen, they're in character all the time. I think Danhausen has one picture. I think it's pinned to his Twitter mm-hmm. where he, he got engaged to his his girlfriend. Okay. And I, th- I think they're not married, mm-hmm. but where he's not in his makeup, he's just himself. Right. But everything else is is Danhausen, the the character, and same with the warhorse. Now, what is the what is the guy that you said would chew you up and spit you out if you heard you cursing? Who was that person? Danhausen. Danhausen. Okay. But he's very evil. Nice. He's he's like a Satan person, oh, but wow. but he doesn't like swearing. Okay. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty funny. Nice. It's 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 definitely good. You know, and Warhorse is the same way. You know, he actually went and in his, I don't know if it's in his garage or in his basement, he actually painted like a concrete looking backdrop to cut his promos in front of. Wow. So, yeah, no, it's uh, all three of them. They do like a real good job at getting themselves over. That's dedication. Yeah. Now, Warhorse, from what I understand, I guess we may see him make a stop off at AEW because I guess he and Cody have been kind of, or there's been a little bit of a tease because Cody has the TNT championship, which he will defend against anybody, not right. just people in the company, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool as well. It is cool to, to give people exposure to maybe do business with other companies or whomever. But um, it sounds like we may see Warhorse hopefully in AEW because I think that would be great to, Expose him to the AEW audience, which I'm sure they're all aware of who he is already. But uh, oh, but see, but that's good too because that helps some of these indie guys get right. some national exposure, which yep. will help them. You know, and this way Cody doesn't have to beat you know guys on his roster all the time. Right. He can spread the wealth a little bit. You know, him beating like a war horse or like a dad or somebody coming in just as like a one-off. Right. You know, just have a good match. You never know. It, it might they might have such an impressive showing that showing that they get a job. Would you would you say that, you know, if somebody wanted to start to get a little bit more exposure, they're talented, they're polished, the whole nine yards um, and you weren't signed to a, a company. Right. You were just kind of doing your thing. But you have you have the reputation, the name Mikey Whipwreck. Would you be willing to work with other guys, obviously, maybe not necessarily putting them over, but just giving them the rub so at the end of the day people can say, man, look at that match. He was able to hang with Mikey. Therefore, that can propel them to something else. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I was doing it on the, on the indies towards the end. You know, right. I, I never felt like I had to go over. Right. You know, I would, you know, I put over anybody over. You know what I mean? If there's a local guy that's going to be there all the time and they can come in, have a match with me, and then win, right? It, it's not going to hurt me any. You know, does, it just might help them a little bit. So, does the winning and losing, and I know sometimes we've talked about this that it, it is important, and then some people say well, it's not really important. But do you think it's really the what happens before the bell rings, the final bell rings, that really 
is the lasting impression with an audience, or do you think it does stick with them whether someone won or lost? Because I really, in my opinion, I don't think the win or loss really matters. I think if you put a damn good match together, who the hell cares at the end? Does that make sense? But that's bad. <laughs> you that's that's the situation the WWE is in because okay. wins and losses don't matter. Okay. And nobody gets over that way. Okay. I think it matters on TV. If you're doing house shows and you're doing just independence here and there and you're losing. Right. But it doesn't really matter. You know, but if you're on TV and you're losing all the time. Okay. That, that That's what you're going to, oh, well, he loses. Like Zack Ryder got, eh, he loses all the time. Okay. Or Brian Meyer or Kurt Hawkins. Same thing. Right. You know, Ziggler, same thing. It's like, you know, if you're going to beat these guys all the time, we're past the point now where having a competitive match means anything if you're just going to lose every time. Okay. So you're saying sometimes the ultimate outcome is just as important. Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's consistent. Or, well, the worst is it, or the worst is when you're, it's just nobody gets over because nobody consistently wins when you talk about 50-50 booking. Mm-hmm. Well, then nobody gets over that way either. Traditionally, say, the way you had it was you had people who win all the time, and they're your stars. Okay. Right? And then you had people who were competitive, but were not going to win, which is that role Tito Santana was in towards the end of his career. You know, when he was El, uh, El Matador, mm-hmm. you know. Virgil. Yeah, you had the guys that were, were stars, but you knew they were going to lose. You know, they'd beat the Saturday morning guys, they'd beat the job guys, but they weren't going to beat the top guys. Right. Where now you have top guys and mid card guys, and you don't have job guys at all. But you try to take your your job guys and try to make them something, but then you get stuck with a bunch of mid carders that nobody gets over because you could do that fifty fifty nonsense back and forth. I don't want to say that I feel like that sometimes happens, but I feel like there's certain people that are just – I don't want to say untouchable, but like – take John Moxley, for example. right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to lose anybody. Highly, highly, highly unlikely. Kenny Omega, he's never going to lose anybody. There's but, but that's pe- how it should be. People, There are certain people that should not lose. Ever. And then when you have two guys who don't lose, when they finally get to wrestle each other, it's like, oh, shit. Someone What's going to happen? But that's, you know, that's, that's the thing where Cody's at now. Where he's a top, top guy with this TNT championship. Right. Is he going to lose to Marco Stunt? Well, of course not. Is he going to lose to, you know what I mean? Is he going to lose to Trent Beretta? Probably not. That's what I mean. So he's kind of in that spot where, okay, well, you know, they made a deal that, you know, that uh, Jungle Boy was going to be the first challenger for Cody. Did anybody in the world have even the slightest thought that he was going to win? No, but the match was amazing. Yeah, the match was amazing, but he still lost. He didn't really do anything. Right. He's still, he's still in the same – it's not like he elevated him. Well, he's okay. He's still well, in the same spot he was. Then where do you put people like Lance Archer, for example? Because he is a veteran, not only mm-hmm. of Japan but the States as well. He's done great right. things. Right. And when he was in the finals, I would have thought that it would have made sense to put the belt on him. He's got he's this big monster that he could tear through people. He's got a great mouthpiece in Jake. It's like, right. oh, this would this would make sense. This is why you brought him in to be a monster. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he loses. Right. I, don't, I, I just don't know if I dig eh, that. Eh. You know what I mean? Eh. I yeah, I get lost. it. Eh. Eh. OK, so it doesn't really of, hurt were, him. You're they saying were, they were kind of teasing him and Cody. So it kind of made sense. But I would have had him lose earlier. Somehow, either by like by getting himself disqualified or something like that. 
Okay. Where he, it, it saves his face a little bit. And then you could put him back into the general mix. Have him just be people, be people, be people. And then when it's time you do him and Cody, it's like, okay, well, now Cody's had the belt for a while. He's beat a bunch of guys with it. It's now he's going to he's going to work Archer now. And it's one of those things. Well, OK, well, Archer could win and beat Cody because Cody can lose at this point or Cody could beat him. But I think if they would have waited, so I'm throwing the balls away. They w- it would have got more shelf life if they would have waited. They pulled the trigger on it kind of quick. I would agree. Just interesting to look at different perspectives of, you know, why certain people win, why certain people lose, and how certain people just kind of get caught in that limbo area. You know what I mean? Like limbo is just like limbo is the worst because, and that happens where they push a little bit, then they stop, then they push a little bit, and then they'll stop, and they'll push a little bit, and then they'll stop. And what happens then is people just don't give a shit. Right. After a while, which I think is what happened with Dolph Ziggler a lot. Well, do you think also he got rightful criticism when people were saying he was just a knockoff of HBK? Because he did a lot of things. And maybe towards towards the height of the, uh, the heat he was getting from fans, he probably fed into it even more. But the point is, though, do you feel like he was kind of like, eh, okay, the nip up, the way he did it, the stopping – the you know the super kick aspect of it, all of that kind of stuff was just too reminiscent of what someone else does instead of him being himself. Maybe, but it shouldn't have affected his push at all. So you don't think originality had anything to do, or should have anything to do with whether or not you get pushed or not? If if you're if you're doing that and you're still getting over, right? Then that whatever it's getting over. So who cares? Right. That's the end goal. But when you're getting over, and then they pull the rug out from under you. Mm-hmm. Right, and they put you in purgatory for a while. Then they try to push you again, and people start to get behind you, and they pull the rug out again. Eventually, people are just going to stop giving a shit, and you're just going to become another guy. I can see that. I don't understand why. If okay, maybe he's not you. Zack Ryder is a perfect example of this. Right. Okay. They didn't want to push him. Right. So he went and he got himself over. On his own. Okay. Don't you think that if you had somebody who you didn't have plans of getting over, you really had no plans at all. They were just there. And this person goes and they get themselves over. And the people want to get behind them. Don't you think as a company you'd want to get behind them? Absolutely. Go with what the people are wanting? Yes. No. Fuck him. He did it on his own. Fuck him. We didn't want him getting over. Is that an ego trip? We didn't we didn't create you. Therefore, because it wasn't part of our machine, you did it I, on your own. I don't know if it's an ego trip, but it's fucking stupid, whatever it is. It, it is dumb. I will agree. Because at the end of the day, isn't it about people who go through the turnstile and, and buy a ticket? That's what yes. it's about. That's it. That is the only thing that matters. Yes, and I and, don't understand the concept of why you have to constantly shove things down people's throats. Even though they're telling you, nah, we really don't want it. Oh, fuck you. You're going to you're gonna get it because that's what we want. And, you're gonna, and we're going to do everything we possibly can to brainwash you and manipulate you into, into doing what we want. But, but Vince which, did which, that with the warrior. Which, which – no, he didn't do it with the warrior. The warrior a got lot, over. A lot the warrior, of people – The warrior got over. 
a lot of Warrior. people. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you're take, a warrior take, guy. Take, take the boys out of the equation. Okay. We're talking just fans. Okay. The ultimate warrior got over. Okay. Okay. They pushed him to be over. And in my opinion, as soon as they made him the champion, Mm-hmm. And they made him normal. They took his face paint off, and they put the little pink one on his cheek. Right. And they made him put his hair tease up and all kinds of. It killed him. For me personally, well, what the fuck is the fucking Ultimate Warrior? What the fuck is this? It tur- it turned me off a little bit to the Ultimate Warrior. And then when you have him going to program with Rick Rude, who he already beat, who who was already to program with. Right. And Rue was never pushed as a top, top guy. It, it kind of took the steam out of the warrior. I think when they changed his character, when he won that belt, that was that was the beginning of the, of the warrior, when he just wasn't over. Did he even need the belt? Because at the end of the day, sometimes the belt makes the guy, sometimes the guy makes the belt. But if he's super popular in selling tickets and merchandise – why put the belt on him? I mean, I get it. I get it that that Hogan was leaving uh, allegedly, but why he didn't need it is what I'm saying. He did not need that. The company did not need him to be the champion to continue to progress and grow. No, but they didn't have anybody else. Didn't they have Savage still at that point in time? Had been there, done that. Okay. And he wasn't the larger than life brick shit house <laughs> like the Warrior and Hogan was. So, okay, so what do you do about people like – there's always been that discussion about why wasn't Mr. Perfect ever a champion, the, the, the world champion? Because he had the attitude. He had the charisma. He had the mouthpiece with Bobby. He would have been a good champ. Why, why not even give that thing a, a consideration? But that never even happened. The WWF traditionally was a babyface company. The champion was a babyface. Every heel champion was transitional. Every single one of them. Bob Backlund had the championship. Bruno had it forever. You know what I mean? He had the championship forever. Then they put it on the heel for a little bit. They had the championship on Backlund forever. Quick transition from the Iron Sheik to get it on Hogan. They kept it on Hogan. transition get it on Andre to have the tournament to get it on Savage as a babyface Savage is a babyface they turn Savage heel transition into Hogan as a babyface Hogan as a babyface went all the way through to Wrestlemania 6 Warrior babyface Warrior babyface quick quick transition to Sergeant Slaughter as a heel to the babyface Hogan I think the longest reigning heel champion they had for a while was Yokozuna I was just about to say, but that was late. that was that was like what ninety three, uh huh, ninety four. Even you look at Ric Flair. Ric Flair won the won the Royal Rumble uh-huh. that one year. Quick transition to get it on Savage. It, they they put it on Savage. They took it off Savage, put it back on Flair, right? Quick transition to Bret Hart. So traditionally at that time, the WWF champion was the babyface, right? That's just, how they, that's, just, that's just how they did it. 
when Backlund, though, when Backlund came back for his second time, didn't he yeah. beat Bret Hart with chicken wing? Yeah, transition. And then it went to Diesel. Four or five days later, lost, lost yes. to Diesel. Yeah. So if you look at it, it was always – he always had a, a very short run. Since, we, uh, since we're kind of in the, the WWE conversation here, I want to throw a few things at you and, and get your opinion on this. I'm not sure if you've kept up with this or not, but um, have you heard the – the lawsuits and the litigation that's going on right now with WWE and with the shareholders, with the whole uh, 2019 um, Saudi Arabia show. You remember when the planes were delayed and people weren't able to get to SmackDown to Buffalo, New York? Yes. Do you remember that? Oh, we we, we remember. <laughs> so this, the narrative that was given was that there were technical issues with the plane. but Yes, which we all what, thought was bullshit. We all thought was BS completely. Anyway, more information is coming out right now, and they're basically saying that there was a a discussion between, I guess, the the prince, crown prince, whatever you want to call him, and Vince, where there was a, a conflict with payment of money for the show. Well, we, and Vince, and we, had heard, we had heard that, too. We had heard that as well, and Vince cut the feed, and it pissed off the prince, and there is a deposition that was recently given from a former employee – that basically chronicles that it was almost like a hostage-like situation with militia that were at the airport uh, not allowing the plane to take off and leave. I believe it. So that's that's one thing. So we, we've heard about that already. That wasn't a huge surprise because we all kind of had that feeling. Yeah. And now with the COVID-19 situation, obviously – According to Brian Alvarez and the Wrestling Observer, they had not done any testing whatsoever for their wrestlers. They were only doing temperature checks, and they were telling people that they were doing medical exams. Well, I guess that's what they were calling a medical exam was a temperature check. Okay. And yeah, so somebody turned up and had COVID-19 with WWE, and then that was a big deal. Okay. That led to the interview that I did, uh, and then recently somebody else came down with COVID, or there were two more people that came down with COVID. Okay. And evidently stars are being upset about the way things are being handled right now with WWE because I guess it was between either Vince or Kevin Dunn who says, well, I don't want to see masks on the show. If I see masks on people, that's not good for, for TV. So okay. therefore, masks were not permitted to be worn in the performance center by what they call friends and family, who they were allowing to come in to watch the show. Now they have okay. these hockey arena. Have you seen these with Raw and SmackDown? They have these like yeah, the, the, plexiglass. The yeah. Yes. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But what the hell is going on right now with this company? The lawsuits, the issues with the XFL, um, the money, uh, you know. Everything. It really seems like the company is in a very difficult position, disarray. The problem, not the problem, but the, the situation is, in my opinion, is Vince McMahon is used to doing things Vince McMahon's way. Right. When it was a privately owned company, he did what he wanted, when he wanted, said what he said, didn't really matter. I believe he still has that mentality. It doesn't really work that way. No. And times are different. Very much so. So you're, you're not going to get away with, you know, where as you get older and and times change, and, I, and 
This happens to me quite a lot. As, as you get older and things change, you start to say, yeah, but I always did it this way. Like, this, this is just how I, like, this is just, you know, this is just how it is. Wrong. That, that's just how it was. As, as society changes, you have to change with it. You have to grow and adapt. And some people do that and some people don't. Do you feel like the time is coming soon, maybe not right this second, maybe not in 2020, but soon, that he is going to have to be to some degree, whether his children are going to have to step in and say the, the, the company's not doing well. And, and what I mean by not doing well is in, in a lot of people are going to argue they're going to be making more money this year than they have ever made before. This is going to be the highest year ever. Well, what well, will happen is eventually it will bite them in the ass and there will be a big problem. Now, it's just a matter of do you deal with that now and try to convince the quote unquote old man how things have to get done nowadays in the year 2020? Or do you allow him just to do what he's done since 1982, 83, whatever he took over? What would you do? I would would have fucking retired long ago and said, Stephanie, (laughs) Hunter, here you go. I'm going home. Right. Send me my fucking check every week. Right. And that's what I would have done. Which would make sense. But But he loves the business. Right. He loves the company. And he still feels that he should be making the final decision on things. Right, wrong, or whatever. That's how it is. And I feel like that's going to be their downfall. Well, Um, it, it, it wouldn't be the first company, and not just a wrestling company, where leadership would drop the ball and the company flounders. It's not the first time it's happened. It happened with Apple. Where they took over, they had a hostile takeover. They forced Steve Jobs out, and that company was in the toilet for a long, long time. When when Paul Heyman got let go mm-hmm. from his creative role, yeah, but see that's bullshit too. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that at the end of the day, they needed a scapegoat, and Paul was the guy. Yeah, but they didn't need so, a scapegoat. They didn't need a scapegoat. Then if you're if you're them, meaning WWE, how do you justify saying, okay, Paul, you're no longer part of the creative team? You don't. You accept the fact that he was handed a fucking steaming pile of dog shit. Right. And he was he was given no roster. Right. At all. And he was forced to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And also at a time where there's no crowd at all and in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And also on top of that, you had someone who he could not do what he wanted. He did what he could that he could get by a Vince McMahon. So he was put in a box, and he had to find ways to appease the yes. man who's signing his check. Yes, that's that's everybody. And the same thing will happen to Bruce Pritchard. Do you think his run will be will come to an end at some point? Pro- well, obviously. Well, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, do you feel like his leash is just as short as it was for an Eric Bischoff and for a Paul Heyman? Do you think at some yeah, point, or do you think he's might, a... It might not be that short, but... You know, it's it's one of those Bruce is not going to get to do what he wants to do either. Right. Bruce knows Vince for what? 
Longer than anyone. Years? Yes. 40 years, 30, you know, 30 something years. So he knows what Vince likes and Bruce will do what Vince likes because he knows what Vince likes. So and that will keep him a job. But like I said on a prior episode, at the end of the day, are you just doing things? What, what are you doing? Are you doing things to appease the boss or are you doing things to appease the audience? You try to do both. That might you try, not necessarily you try, be you, very easy. No, it's not. You try to appease the audience the best you can, but at the same time knowing that Vince has to approve it. Well, one thing that uh, did not get approved, I don't know if you heard about this one. This just recently came out was uh, standards and practices, and we've all heard about them. Uh, they weren't very high on the urine throwing scene. Well, that they're happened. fucking stupid. No, I I agree. Between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Now, do you stupid? Do you remember by somebody said that this this whole angle was redone years ago with Shawn Michaels throwing piss or some substance or bodily fluid? Um, this was just kind of you know recycled. But anyway, what had happened was it aired on the East Coast. By the time it got to the West Coast, standards and practices abruptly cut to a commercial break and did not show the urine throwing. Right. So okay, okay, that sucks. It was fucking stupid. That, that's that's very dumb. Throwing pee on somebody. But my point though is this: and we talked about this before, and I, and, and I don't agree with it. And I think you said if the talent is okay, then you're okay. So let's just re revisit this. Do you feel like, regardless if the talent says I'm okay with it, bringing in their personal business and their personal life and their struggles, demons, whatever? And here's why I say it's never a good idea because the talent's always going to say yes to it because they want a job. Right. So they're never going to say if someone says, oh, well, you're an alcoholic and we want to do an alcoholic angle. No, they're working for the biggest wrestling company in the world right now. And if you want to talk about my personal life, so be it, because guess what? It gives me TV time and I am being talked about and I'm in a relevant storyline. So therefore, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Am I correct in that? That the talent is okay with it. But I just don't think it's a good idea because what does that send to your audience, though? It's not necessarily if it's okay with the talent, but what does that say to your audience? Oh, okay, so we're going to talk about alcoholism now, and and not in a positive way. Or we're going to talk about someone's substance abuse like Jake Roberts when he came back and they poured the bottle of Jack Daniels down his throat. Or talking about miscarriages and all this other kind of stuff. Like It's not necessary in wrestling. None of this is. No. It has nothing to do with wrestling. And I feel like they're so soap opery. Yeah, that's, that's a word. but uh, That's a word. With, that, that's a new word. With WWE, that's all they fucking care about. But, and it's, but it's okay if the soap opery, as you would say, <laughs> if it's good storytelling. Correct. If the story sucks, the story sucks. Okay. This angle with Jeff Hardy sucks. It does. Because no one cares. Right. So stupid. And I guess the other thing that I, I find to be interesting is I don't know, necessarily know if Jeff Hardy had, and maybe he did have issues with substance or and or alcohol when he was in WWE. I think most people remember what happened at his stint in TNA, but anyway, I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid, but standards and practices didn't agree with it and uh, they they slapped WWE on the wrist about that and let them know that that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. Well, good. It sucked. It's fucking terrible. Really, really 
pointless. worthy, as they say. Robert Stone. Are you familiar with Robert Stone? I want to say, was he Robbie E. at one point? Is that the same guy? Robbie E. Rob Echoes. Okay. I call, I, his nickname was The Recliner. Now, why is that? Because he worked for NYWC all the time. Okay. He was The Recliner. Because he was the fucking lazy boy. He team a mad striker. He wouldn't do shit. Oh, jeez. So I call. So I, I nicknamed him the recliner. Oh, Jesus. I thought it had something to do with a move, but no, I guess no, it's just no. more his work ethic. Yes. So I think Robert Stone is Robbie E. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm not 100% confirmed on this. It's him. But, yes, okay. On NXT, they did an angle where he was uh, pretty blitzed, and he threw up in the ring. Right. Again, do you think this is in the same category as the Jeff Hardy situation? What the hell? And somebody once even mentioned on social media that you're having somebody – and I don't know if this is even a relevant argument, but you're having him throw up bodily fluids towards other people during a pandemic. Like just the the imagery of that is just painful, but maybe people aren't looking at it as that. I I don't look at it that way. Again, this is the type of stuff that Vince likes. Vomit and pee. It's t- it's fucking terrible. But he's always liked this dumb shit. Like he's it's just I don't know. I what can you say? You can't say anything. You you can't because you're you're at a point where you are at a loss for words for how just confusing all of this is. Like I'd say the word ridiculous or I would use some other type of No, it's ridiculous. Edge. It, but it is. But it's, I'm just I'm just lost. It's a billion dollar company, for God's sakes, the biggest one in, in the world when it comes to wrestling. And they're doing dumb shit like this. Well, let's, uh, and I'm not saying New Japan or Impact or AEW is all rainbows and butterflies. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying from the standpoint of wrestling itself. It just why, it, it just sucks to the lowest. This, it, it just sucks at this point. When you have people in that company, like Hunter and Stephanie, them who who are smart about the business, and and I think that if if you let them take a more hands-on creative control, and You'd be fine, it, I can't see Hunter going to going to Vince and going, yep, that this is great, this is really good. I just can't see it. But when you have him saying that this is what's going to happen that's what's going to happen right and until so he decides it. to until he decides to leave or he decides to take a step back and say okay Hunter Stephanie or whoever you do what you want to do like you don't see this fucking dumb shit on fucking NXT for, for the most part for the, for the most, most part you for the don't. most part NXT is, is it's more legitimate as far right. as your angles and storylines yeah right you know, the, the Robbie throwing up in the ring, I think, was a little unnecessary. But, you know, it, if it happened every now and then, okay, well, all right. Well, they tried this. And it didn't really work. Okay, fine. But this is just Vince's – this is his MO. God. You know, we hear all these stories about what he's really like, and it's all true. It's all true. You know, you hear stories about people and you often wonder, is that being embellished or is somebody just taking liberties with somebody or is somebody trying to make someone look bad? Right. Because we've all heard about that before. Somebody mm-hmm. does something and someone else thinks, 
well, I'm going to spin this so it makes the person look bad. But in reality, no. No, no one's spinning no. anything. This no. guy's literally – he's, what, 80 going on 12. And yeah, that's where we're at. This yeah. is an example of, like we were saying before, how times change. Right. You know, this is just – stuff like this is just not – entertaining and it's what society today does not want to see well yeah audiences will determine when audiences are able to come back whether or not they want to buy a ticket or not until i guess and you even said this before until it hits him in the in the pocketbook in the wallet in the financial aspect of it Mm -hmm. he will continue to do what he is doing and that's just the way it is because if he sees the revenue going well then he doesn't see a problem. Right. So. And unfortunately, with all the contracts now with the network, he's guaranteed all that money. Wow, it's a lot of money. It's not uh, performance-based. Right. (laughs) The contract. Where if it was, I think you'd see a whole different ballgame. Do you think by any means that Fox has an out – on this contract, if things get shitty, they have to. I I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. They've got to have an out because at some point in time, any business deal can and will go sour. And you, you've, you've got to have an exit strategy. And you cannot have advi- – or not advisors, uh, advertisers pulling out. And now the company is losing money because you have this – albatross around your neck that's pulling you down so right and historically you don't get the same ad revenue you're going to get as you would for something else regardless of the ratings because it was pro wrestling you weren't going to get those high level sponsors because it it wasn't worth as much right even when they were on even when they were on fire in the in the late 90s you know in the what mid Mid-2000s, they had like another hot streak. It, it picked up a bit. But they weren't getting the fucking good sponsors at the high revenue that you know, you'd know you get with the ratings they had. Well, they had like karate but, fighters. and Right, but because it was pro <laughs> wrestling, they could not get like Coca-Cola and like Audi and all this because they, they people traditionally feel that wrestling fans don't make a lot of money. And they're stupid. So you're not going to get those high-end sponsors. Right. You're going to get the karate fighters and the fucking dominoes on the fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit like that. Checking to goes and car washes and snickers. <laughs> but that's what wow. you're going to get. You're, you're not going to get the you know the high-level sponsor. You're just not. Right. Well, it's interesting. Everything going on in the world of wrestling right now. Um is there anything else before we uh, we put a bow tie on this that uh, is on your mind? Anything you would like to share or talk about? Or no, no, you're good. I'm good, guys. Well, thank I, you. I have I haven't done a, a stereotypical accent of anybody. You have not recently. Even even though that's exactly how the guy sounded. That's the way it sounds. Nothing stereotypical about it. No knee high. I don't even know what knee high tea is, but that no. name was a boss. A boss. <laughs> That'd be a good wrestler, wouldn't it? A boss. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the False Finish on Friday. Have a wonderful weekend wherever you may be going. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Mikey Whipwreck, from me to you. Happy Father's Day, my friend. Well, thank you uh, very much. We will catch you next Wednesday on Front Row Material. Guys, I'm Mike Freeland for Mikey Whipwreck. We'll catch you next time. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind of the Meanie is now powered by the MLW Radio Network. Myself and Josh Chernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with Front Row Material. Absolutely. Front Row Material. We've got Mike Freeland. We've got Mikey Whipwreck. And we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that. I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into Mind and the Meanie. Please keep supporting Front Row Material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. Blue, 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 blue.